morning and welcome to your weekly look at personal finance matters. It's Money Talk Extra on Radio 3 and I'm Peter Lewis. Listening to our programme is certainly one way to get information about personal financial issues. But sometimes you may need a more customised service or advice for your own particular circumstances. One way to achieve this is to go to an independence financial advisor. In today's programme, we'll talk about how to find the right advisor for you. Jimmy Lamb will speak to a Money Talk Extra listener who's a fashion designer and discusses some of her financial objectives. And in our investment segment, we'll conclude our series on Asian frontier markets with a look at Asia's third largest, Bangladesh. If you'd like us to help you with any financial advice, please do get in touch. You can email moneytalk at rthk.hk. You'll also find us on Facebook, Money Talk Extra on RTHK Radio 3, where you can listen to this programme again. Looking for a financial advisor is a complex but important process. And the questions you ask are essential to ascertaining whether a particular advisor is suitable for you. It's also important to objectively evaluate their answers. Avoid advisors who use jargon or cliches such as we're client-centric. You want clear, concise answers delivered in a simple language. A good financial advisor should not be afraid of you asking a lot of questions and welcome the opportunity to explain to you their philosophy and how they work. It may be an idea to find out how your potential advisor manages their own investments. Researchers found that advisors often tend to manage other people's investments in similar ways to how they manage their own. So how should you go about finding a financial advisor? And what sort of questions should you ask him or her? I went to see Chris Tay, Vice Chairman for Finance and Administration at the Institutes of Financial Planners of Hong Kong. How many financial advisors are there in Hong Kong? Well, um, actually, in Hong Kong, there are two major types of uh, financial advisors. You know, uh, those people engage in uh, you know any activities with uh, you know under the um, the securities and futures ordinance, or you know the other people you know they are work under the regime uh, under the uh, insurance company ordinance. Put it simply, that means you know one type of people are engaged in the insurance business, the other group are engaged in investment business. All together in Hong Kong, uh, under the um, uh, current uh, registration with the um, uh, insurance authorities, you know there are more than one hundred thousand, you know, licensee under the um, you know under the insurance regime, uh, and the other uh, seventy thousand people register under the uh, SSC regime. That means they are the investment professional. That means altogether in Hong Kong, you can say we have more than 170,000 uh, people called financial advisors. Wow, that's a lot. And what qualifications do you need to be able to call yourself a financial advisor? Uh, well, the current regulatory bodies are set up in Hong Kong to cover the individual market um, segments or by sales channels. And actually, uh, they do have their own, uh, regulations, uh, you know, for their, uh, um, for their licensee. And, um, actually, uh, in order to be eligible to become a financial advisor, there's no such formal, uh, route or formal, I'll say, requirement for you to claim yourself to be financial advisors. But, uh, you know, for, uh, in order to be the, um, investment professional or, or, or insurance practitioner, you need to fulfill the corresponding requirement by uh, for example, if you want to be the investment professional, you need to register with the um, Securities and Futures Commission. You know, they need you to pass the uh, licensing examination, you know, uh, and also to fulfill some minimum education requirement before application for the license. For um, uh, for you uh, to engage 
uh, in the activities in the insurance market, you need to pass the um, uh, a kind of so-called insurance intermediaries qualifying examinations under the uh, insurance intermediaries co- um, the uh, quality assurance scheme. You know, uh, I would say passing the exam would be one of the requirement, and the other requirement would be the basic um, or so-called the minimum education requirement in order to claim yourself to be insurance practitioner. So therefore, it's going to be important um, to, to check carefully about, you pick, about how you pick the right advisor. So what consideration should I take into account when I choose and, and discuss with an advisor? Uh, when you uh, discuss with your advisor, um, uh, normally I would say being kind of a, a, a intermediaries, you know, normally uh, they, they need to have your own basic information by going through a typical process called KYC, know your clients, right? And then at least, you know, uh, your intermediaries would like to have uh, uh, most of your personal background information, uh, you know, in order to uh, know you more, right? Uh, by, uh, normally by setting up two major statements, one would be your objectives, you know, either the investment objectives or your financial objectives. The objectives, the objectives will be, you know, um, will be, um, uh, uh, classified by horizon. There will be short-term objectives or mid-term obje- objectives or long-term objectives. And also the other major process for the advisor to, um, uh, to go through with you will be a kind of so-called the, uh, risk tolerance analysis. That means they would like to know more about your risk tolerance and also, you know, how much risk that you can tolerate during the um, kind of uh, investment arrangement or financial arrangement. So therefore, I mean, we often think that it's only the rich that have financial advisors, but many people just want advice for basic things like buying a house, how to save for buying a house, maybe investing for their children's future. So these are the sort of things that we need to check to make sure that the advisor fully understands what our requirements and goals are. Uh, yes, but uh, actually in Hong Kong, but uh, you know, uh, you can see the actual um, I would say situation in Hong Kong. Uh, most of the financial advisors normally would come up with a financial product or solution at the end, uh, because so far, you know, in Hong Kong, most of the interme- intermediaries, because they are the the licensee under the different uh, regulators, mm-hmm. under different regulations, and at the end, they maybe focus on a particular set of products. Even though they got an investment license, they got a um, uh, the insurance license. At the end, uh, well, they so-called the um, uh, the final advice may be composed of uh, some insurance and investment products as a, I'll say as part of, I'll say as part of the solutions. And, um, uh, well, that would be a very typical situation in Hong Kong. And what sort of questions should I ask my potential advisor to assess their suitability? Well, um, first of all, I would say, uh, if you want to share your personal details or personal uh, information with someone else, at least someone who should be entrusted by you, right? So that's why I would say the, the, the first question is uh, whether the uh, the um, advisor uh, would have some negative um, credential or some negative um, so-called, uh, I would say, uh, disciplinary, disciplinary action taken by uh, different um, uh, regulators in Hong Kong. I would say uh, that would be the foremost important question that you should ask. And then followed by the other typical question like, you know, uh, what are the, what, I'll say what experience, you know, do the financial advisor have and uh, what are their qualifications, whether, you know, they, whether they are competent enough, I would say, to be your financial advisor. And um, and also, uh, you you should also ask about what financial planning services can they offer. You know, because some of them may only have the license with insurance authority. They may not sell, or they may not advise on investment um, arrangement. So that's why you know, at the end, you need you need to understand you know what financial planning services you know can they offer to you. And uh, 
And also, you should also ask, what is your approach to the financial planning? Because some of the uh, advisor maybe you know, um, I would say not. Um, well, maybe more. I would say maybe more aggressive. The other uh, advisor maybe um, you know, I would say more cautious or more conservative. When they come up with um, when they come up with a financial planning um, solution, normally I would say uh, the the kind of outcome would reflect their style of advising. And uh, and also uh, you know you you should also ask whether uh, you know uh, whether the advisor would uh, like to cover uh, you know clients with certain um, amounts of assets because some of them would like to focus on the high net worth individuals. Some of them would, would like to focus on the middle class. So that's why you, you need to ask whether you would be eligible to be uh, covered by your financial advisor. And then the final uh, two questions would be, you know, uh, how will I pay? For your financial planning services, you know, uh, and also how much would it cost? Yeah, because uh, at the end, um, uh, you are not very sure whether the financial advisor will show you the kind of so-called um, the uh, the schedule of charges. Yeah, because not all the firms would like to show you the schedule of charges in advance, but some of the firms would like to prepare a very transparent schedule of charges for you to know about you know uh, how much would they how much would they cost and um and uh, and, and also particularly you know uh, if uh, some of the um financial advisor actually uh, they are mainly focusing on a particular set of products you know uh, actually you know all the charges are coming from the products rebate so uh, they may not show you the schedule of charges in advance because they don't know which product will you pick finally that was Chris Tay, Vice Chairman for Finance and Administration at the Institute of Financial Planners of 